Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're on with Coach Edeker of the Waco Warriors. Welcome back to the program, Coach. Thanks for having me, Dave. I, I always enjoy it. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, let's just first start out with this big, the big uh, week zero doubleheader, uh, kind of unprecedented eight-man football showcase. Uh, tell them how, how you guys got involved in this, who you play, and what, what what's all going to be there. Well, uh, you know, Winfield and Audubon were planning on playing over at, at Martinsdale, uh, you know, sort of cut the, the distance in half between the two of them so that they could uh, get a week zero game in. Winfield lost a game last year and they, you know, wanted to have their full eight game schedule if, if Tri-County would happen to to dissolve again this year. So they, the state let them play that and they, they, they were going to play that and it was all nice and stuff. And we're, um, we were at a, a clinic at Honey Creek Resort in Moravia and Shane Rollins, Southeast Warren's coach came up to me and said, Hey, would you be interested in playing that night too? Um, and I said, well, sure. But we, you know, Tri-County would have to get a game out of this. You know, we have Tri-County as our, as our extra game that we picked up last year and they came to our place uh, last year. Sorry, not Tri-County, Twin Cedars. Twin Cedars came to our place last year and we played a game for them. And, you know, it was our turn to return the trip to them and go to their place. And, I said, I won't leave them hanging in the, in the air. I said, we got to find it. If we can find a game for twin seaters, then yeah, we'd be interested. And I tech, I emailed uh, coach Parker over twin seaters on, on the following Monday. And he got back to me right away and said, yeah, that they were able to find a game with Murray. So that we were fine to play Southeast born. So we, we jumped on board. You know, we think it's going to be a great thing. I think it's going to be two really good games. Um, you know, Southeast Warren's got a lot back. They they were a playoff team last year, and I, they got their entire backfield back. And, you know, they're going to be an explosive team. And it's going to be a good challenge for our defense, which we're really revamping. I mean, you know, we lost our four front-line guys last year and, and a linebacker. So, you know, we got three returning starters on defense, but, you know, we have some shoes to fill there. So, I mean, it's going to be a good test for our defense. And, you know, really give us a measuring stick early in the year of, of what we need to work on and where we need to go. Well, I think this is really going to be a, 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 an excellent showcase, a tremendous uh, kind of media experience to get people go, you know, everybody chomping at the bit for some football. And here you've got this, these four bohemas of eight-man football. Yeah. And eight-man football is growing. I think it's the largest class in, in Iowa now, isn't it? It is. We're, we're close to, I think, 70-some schools. And, you know, and unfortunately, you know, as, as school sizes get smaller, um, you know, there's just not as many kids out to play. Uh, you know, and, you know, Winfield is really struggling for numbers. We're, we're very lucky in our sense that we have about 32 kids out, which is, is really good for an eight-man school. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm super excited about that. And, you know, so we're sort of an abner, you know, abnormal team in this area to having that many kids out. But, you know, the kids enjoy it, and, and we try to have a good time, and we try to teach them things, and it's, it's just a, a great atmosphere. Well, uh, Scotty Melvin and I will be there covering that game, and we're really looking forward to, you know, this is a, the opportunity that I, I'm looking for, you know what I mean, to be able to see four, you know, teams all all in the same time, you know, it's a, you know, it's going to be great. Plus, it's I'm not losing, because I, I bet 90% of the teams aren't even going to be playing that week, are they? No, they're not. There's just, I mean, it's the teams that had, it, it's mostly our district teams that could possibly play week zero because of Tri-County last year not having a team. You know, the only reason, the only way you got a week zero game was if you lost a game someplace else. You know, nobody wants to lose that game. I mean, we had to start early. We didn't get a camp week. 
uh, you know, most schools, when we started practice that first week, uh, had some sort of, of team camp that they went to, you know, so they got an extra week of practice in. So we're, we're a week short on that. But I mean, our offense is pretty basic and we're pretty, we're pretty simple to install. So we were okay with that. And, you know, we're, we're, we're right on track for it. And, you know, it's just an exciting time. Yeah. We, I know coach Burks from Audubon went and, and contacted some, some Des Moines, uh, TV stations to see about getting it covered. And I think the cost of bringing the production crew out stuff was just too much for them. But, you know, I, I do think we'll get some media attention, you know, not only from the traditional media, but from, from podcasts and stuff like you guys that, uh, you know, that, that push it out there and, and really promote the sport. Well, it'll, uh, we'll be there uh, getting it. I don't know how well we'll get out live or not. I don't know whether it'll be video or audio, but we are really going to, that's where we're going to try to launch our video uh, uh, podcast and from. But uh, tell us other ways to follow this game. I, you said mentioned Warrior Cast was going to be covering it. Yeah, I believe uh, we're you know our we have uh, Waco Warrior Live is our YouTube channel. We we broadcast all of our home uh, football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball. We broadcast all our home games on that, so parents and grandparents and stuff that can't come can can see it. Um, it's free. It's just a YouTube channel. And we're trying to, our, our booster club last year did it with basketball and we've we started to expand and we're, we're hoping to go video on all our road games now too. In the past, we had audio, the warrior cast did audio for uh, our road games, but we're, we're looking to expand that to video and, and they do a real nice job. Paul Kissel and, and Kalen Duvall are our two main guys in the school here that run that. And they do a really nice job of, of, producing a, a quality thing they got score the scoreboard and the timer on there and you know they, they they not a lot of stats but i mean they they give good good coverage of it and we're really hoping that we can expand that to um road football and basketball games for sure this year that's what we're looking at i don't know if we'll, how many road volleyball games we'll get we'll try some of those too i think and we're just looking to expand that and and just sort of you know push the waco brand out there well, I really enjoy watching it, and it gets excellent numbers. You know, it's nothing for three to five, six hundred people watching at a time. And playoffs yeah, go around even higher. It, it was, uh, and you know, everybody can't be there. And, and there's, you know, people that moved away. You know, people that live in Illinois yeah. or Chicago or Los Angeles or you know Salt Lake City, and they exactly. want to watch. You know, they want to watch the hometown team, and because that that Wait. never never leaves you. I think another big one's grandparents. You know, with all the smart TVs and stuff we have now, grandparents are real easy to, to be able to watch kids. I have a lot of parents that tell me that their parents are, you know, not in the area that, that they get to watch it and see their grandkids play. And that's always cool, too. And, you know, scouting-wise, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, one-time coaches were always worried about the scouting aspect of it. You know, people are going to see them. But with the football now, you have access to any tape you want on Huddle. I mean, you have to load up your games, and you could download whatever you want. So, I mean – you have access to everything anyway, so you're not getting any, you know, you're not losing anything by, by broadcasting and letting people see you. Well, I just, I think there's the, the, the whole high school aspect of, you know, football, basketball, baseball, once it gets to video, once we can get it on the platforms like Spotify with video, you know, expand it beyond YouTube. Uh, I, I think the sky's the limit for high school sports. I, I kind of think people are gearing away from professional sports and, Staying more in this high school, minor leagues, college, even smaller colleges, you know, that seems like where people want to be anymore. 
yeah, I mean, you know, we have a, a real tight, you know, especially in our area, we have a real tight knit family in, in terms of a community. You know, they, they want to support us. You know, whatever we do, we ask for, for support in, in fundraiser efforts or, you know, or whatever. And, and our community does a great job of supporting it. So, I mean, it, it really is really nice, especially on road games. You know, you know Martindale's not close. I mean, we're going to drive two, two hours and 20 minutes or whatever it is to get over there. And, and so, you know, if we can put it out on, on, a, on a broadcast and, and let some people see it, then not have to drive that far, that's, you know, uh, that's good for us and i mean anytime we can get our kids publicity i i, I enjoy that yeah and, and it's going to be well, well worth it watching it's, it's really i think there'll be coaches and, and just high school football fans from everywhere that want to see some football they're going to really see this as a big opportunity i think you, you'll have a pretty good size uh, crowd to be honest with you i hope so i really I hope that's so. an experience that our that our kids will remember and and it just becomes a a, a, a really nice thing for him. Now I guess got to win that to make it memorable. But you know that's something we have to worry about next Saturday. Well, uh, give give us a couple minutes on Southeast Warren, and then we'll start breaking your team down. What, what now, we 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 didn't see them a whole lot. We we exchanged tapes with with them oh, about two days ago, and I've literally watched about oh ten minutes of tape on them. So I don't have a whole lot. But you know, just looking through their stats and, and talking to their coach this this winter at clinics and stuff, they. They have a, a, a running back returning. That's a that's, he's a sophomore. He started for him as a freshman last year. He's about six foot, 160 pounds or so. Um, you know, decent sized kid. And, and obviously, if you're going to have, he had, I think, 95 carries for almost 700 yards last year. So he's averaging seven some yards a carry. And I mean, to do that as a freshman in a in a varsity situation is is pretty impressive. So he's obviously a, a pretty good athlete. Uh, they got a senior fullback in front of him back. Um, you know, actually, besides us, we don't see a, a eye formation, fullback, tailback combination very much. So for us to see that with them, this, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting to be different for our kids. Now, it won't be super different right now because all preseason camp, we've been running our offense against our defense and they've seen it fullback all week, you know, that first last two weeks. So we're, we're going to be, we'll be prepared for that. Uh, their quarterbacks back also. They did lose their uh, leading receiver from last year, but their three kids in the backfield are all back. Uh, you know, they're a playoff team last year, and you know they're going to score some points this year. It's going to be a real test for our defense to 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 stop them. And you know, our offense is going to have to help that out by keeping the ball and, and you know scoring our points ourselves. But you know. Defensively, I don't know what. I haven't looked at their defense at all yet. Uh, we'll get to that next week. You know, right now we're still working on getting our base stuff put in and making sure we got everything ready to go. And then next week we'll treat it like a normal game week and, and get us some sort of a scouting report to our kids on Monday. And it'll be a little different. We actually got an extra day playing it on Saturday. We get an extra day. We get three days of practice before we get a, a review day on Friday and, and then the game on Saturday. So um, just really excited about the whole situation. Well, I know all Southeast. I was kind of chomping at the bit about this and Winfield being in this, this too. So, but let's talk about your team here. I, I want first. I want to hear about your offensive line and your tight ends. Our tight ends. We got. Let's start at our tight ends. We got about four kids working at tight end right now, um, and they're all kids that were here last year and helped. But we had seniors in front of them, so we didn't get to it. But uh, uh, Ty Egley and Cody Graber. And Odie Sheffenchuk and Colton Lichty and Loudon Gay, all five of those guys have been working at tight end. 
uh, both strong and weak. We've been flipping around, just working on it. We've done a lot of mixing and matching this first two weeks. Um, I'm really excited. They are they are been super physical. Uh, do a really good job of setting the edge. Um, catch the ball really well this this last week. Uh, the first week we didn't catch it so well, but this last week we've been catching the ball really well with them. Uh, we had Drew Deers, who was a tight end for us last year and, and caught, I think, eight touchdowns for us at the tight end position. We've moved him into guard. Uh, he does a really nice job in there. He's a super strong kid, uh, a weight room fanatic. Uh, he's about six foot, 220, just really gets after you in there. Uh, Cole Hildenbrand is, is a junior that, that was a backup for us last year behind those old seniors, but it stepped in real good. Chase Waterhouse is a, is a, is a junior that, um, is really developing, you know, played for us in the JV last year, you know, was just sort of a tall gangly kid. I think he told one of the coaches he put on like 35 pounds since last year. Uh, you know, just, a he's six, four, 205 pounds and, and, and very physical doing a great job for us in there. Um, you know, we got a couple other Jacob Stoffers, a senior that that's, that's out, didn't play a lot last year, but once again, he's going to step right in and, and play for us in there. Jonathan Heather's a, a junior who got hurt in the very first game last year as a sophomore. He was, you know, against twin seaters. He, he broke his leg and, and was out the entire year. And so, you know, for him to come back now and, and be able to step in and get some good work this week is, is, is big, you know, and, you know, it's sort of, it's almost embarrassing at the eight man thing for me to list off what nine guys there to play offensive line. And, you know, you listen to coach McCarty and, He's got 18 guys out total, and I got nine upperclassmen that vying for 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 offensive line spots only. So I mean, I feel very blessed the fact that the number of kids we have out and the the quality of kids. You know, it's going to be a lot of work to replace the two Suttons and and Tim Willits and, and Jonah Clark that were the four mainstays up front for us. You know, Drew's the only one that's returning. Uh, so we're just going to have to to keep working at it. You know, they look good in practice, but you know. You're, you know, when you're number ones in practice, you're going against number twos and JV guys, so you're always going to look a little bit better. So we'll see how they look Saturday against a, a number one defense, and I think we'll be okay. And we're, you know, I think that's going to be a help for us too. We're so deep, we can rotate. You know, I listed nine guys there, and we play five at a time. You know, we can rotate those guys through and keep them fresh and and not make them play every down both ways on the ball. So I think that's going to be big for us this year also. Yeah, and, you know, football is the only only game that starts out over 100 degrees and ends up below zero. So. <laughs> You're right. And actually the forecast, and I'm hoping the forecast stays. It does, you know, we're 10 days out still, but the forecast for next Saturday looks great. It's supposed to be a high of 80 and, and, and partly sunny. And oh. just like, boy, that if we could get a high of 80 and, and a beautiful night afternoon, that'd be awesome. That would be. I mean, that's <laughs> – and that's what we'd really be looking for, because then you know, because uh, that two o'clock game in particular, that could uh, have some heat problems, you know. But if you do have a, you know, you're, you're going to play some games in August, that, and you may have some heat, so you you, yeah. you probably do want to keep some guys fresh. You probably uh, pay attention to the weather quite a bit. It's probably part, quite a bit of a coach's game planning, isn't it? We do, and I tell you what, you know, all four of my coaches, all five of my other coaches are not school teachers. They are, you know, actual. Not actual, not that. I mean, they're they have a job in the real world, so they don't get off work till four o'clock. So we don't practice till five o'clock every night. So I mean, we're five to eight every night. And that's the same time that we're gonna play this game. So I mean, I think our our bodies will be accustomed to 
the temperature uh, next week, even though we have some depth. I mean, I think even just our, our everybody's going to be accustomed to the temperature just because of that. So, you know, it's just, um, but we'll, you, it seems like that first week it always heats up. I'm just hoping the forecast stays where it's at and it doesn't get super hot. Well, let's talk about your backs, your quarterbacks and your running backs and your full, you know, I don't know if you run a fullback or not, but. Uh, we do uh some sets we do some sets we don't but we do run a fullback you know uh Isaac Oswald's our our quarterback he's returning from last year uh he did a really a really good job for us he threw 10 intercept or 10 touchdowns zero interceptions last year uh did a nice job of running the offense you know I think this year he's going to be a little more confident uh I mean he was very cautious uh on some of his throws last year which was fine we told him that I said as long as we don't turn the ball over we're good and he and he was a very coachable kid that, that made sure he did not put the ball into harm's way. And, you know, he's throwing the ball well in practice here. Like I said, we've caught the ball really well this last week, and he throws a really nice ball. And, you know, so he's coming back at quarterback. And then, you know, we got Simeon Reichenbach, who's our, who was the first team All-State tailback last year uh, as a junior. And he's back in the backfield. If we're in the eye, he's going to be the tail guy and, and getting the ball. And, if we're in our in our spread set or our our you know our shotgun set, he's the the halfback next to him, and he looked really good in camp. Uh, looked good all summer. You know, he's gone to numerous camps. Um, he's just looked really, you know, really fluid. Very very good cuts. Very physical runner. Um, you know, and then we we have you know we go to a fullback and Loudonhausen is a sophomore. That's gonna look to play in there some. Uh, Reese Oswald, Isaac's brother's a junior. He's looked really good behind uh, Simeon. I mean, that's one of those situations in camp here. Uh, Reese has looked really good running the ball. And any other year, I'd, I would love to have him as our starting tailback. But, you know, he's, he's behind Simeon. So he's going to have to play some fullback for us and do some things. Um, it reminds me of back in the 2000s where we had a string of, of tailbacks in a row, Tad Morrow and Brent and Brendan Greaser and Chase Roth and and all these guys there and they all spent their time at, at fullback first to to block for the guy that was in the tailback spot and by the time they got to be juniors and seniors they got their turn back there and I see Reese being a lot like that and and, and Loudon being a lot like that you know the younger guys blocking up front being a fullback for 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 Simeon and then you know even this year we'll get Simeon some rest on offense and, and let him play defense more and and I feel very capable putting either of those two guys back at the tailback spot and, and running the ball. So, you know, we're going to be a run, a run heavy offense, but I mean, our, our two, our two receivers, our two tight ends are, are going to be viable options for us past the game too. All five of them are catching the ball. Well, and, you know, I've said that about eight times now, I think, but obviously I've, I've been pretty excited about how we've been catching the ball. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the wide receivers while you're talking about catching the ball. Uh, well, we got Mason Miller's our only one that's returning. He he was he started he shared the wide receiver jobs with Zach Smith last year, and he's coming back. Um, you know, we don't use wide receivers a whole lot, so I mean, Mason's more of our D back. He was an All State D back last year for us, had nine interceptions, and he's going to be more into our passing game. But uh, you know, he is more of a D-back for us, but does a really nice, you know, he does a nice job of wide receiver if we if we use him. Um, I'm just an old-school coach that likes to run the ball first, so he's he's not a number one option for us too much. Um, you know, Junior Corez is a, a senior also. 
catches the ball really well. We just got to get him to run some routes a little better. Um, you know, and that's that's pretty much the extent. We're our younger classes have some receivers coming up, but they're they're more JV styles. Yeah, we're not really ready for them at the varsity level. Well, let's talk about those uh, defensive lines. Our defensive line, we're you know we got a lot of those guys I listed earlier in offensive line are all going to play defensive line, but you know uh, Chase Waterhouse, Jonathan Heather, Jacob Stauffer, Cole Hildebrand, Colton Lichty. Uh, you know, all those guys are, are working defensive line here. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Jonah Clark and, and and Tyler Sutton were two really, really good defensive ends for us last year. They really set the tone, the two of them together. Jonah got all the press, but Tyler did a nice job too. Um, those two really set the tone for our defense and, and everything off of it. Uh, you know, so we got some fuel, some shoes to fill there. And, you know, at nose is, is probably our biggest question mark. Uh, Jacob and Jonathan are both, you know, have had very little playing time, but we think they can step up and play it. Um, you know, I don't think in all our defense last year, Tim Willits and John Rice rotated at our nose, and both of them did a really, really good job. But nose guards don't get a lot of press and don't get a lot of, you know, when you're watching a game, you don't see the nose guard in there and all the stuff he does. And those two did a lot of work in there for us. That, that caused our defense to be really good. And, you know, we really need Jacob and Jonathan to sort of step into those two roles and, and, and play that and, and sort of plug up that middle and, and let our ends have, have their way like they did last year. So, you know, it, it's going to take a little bit. You know, I think this first game or two, you know, we're, we might give them a few points as we get used to it in there. But, um, you know, I think it'll, it'll come around. Our linebackers are very – our, our very experienced Drew Deere is going to lead us in the middle again. He's a, a two and a half year starter there now. He, he played in there some as a sophomore and he played every, there every down last year as a junior. And will come back as a senior. Simeon Reichenbach was a sort of a cover linebacker for us last year. We'll move him into the into our strong side run support linebacker. Simeon's one of just the most natural tacklers that I think I've coached. Uh, even back as a freshman, his tackling was just tackling form was just you know, outstanding and just such a natural tackler. Uh, he'll do a real good job with that strong side. And then on our weak side, uh, which is sort of our cover corner, Loudhausen Gay and, and Odie Sheffenchuk have both been working there. And it doesn't matter which one of those two's in. Super, super high energy guys. All three of those, all four of those guys are super high energy guys. We'll fly over. Um, so our defense will look a little different. You know, last year it was our D-line that set the tone and really didn't let them get to the linebackers. And that might happen again this year, but our linebackers are super experienced and, and very athletic and, and very quick to the ball. So I, I'm really super excited about those guys. And then our and our D-backs, I mean, like I said, Mason Miller's back at D-back was, was first-team All-State, had nine interceptions last year, did a really nice job for us. He's going to lead that D-back set. Uh, Reese Oswald, we talked about earlier, is having a great year at a great camp at, at tailback, is one of our D-backs back there also. You know, he's a possibility. Isaac was a starter last year when Zach Schmitz got hurt. He's back there. Um, I'm missing somebody. Uh, we got a fourth one. Oh, Clayton Miller's a sophomore that, that might get some work in there. Uh, Junior Corres is another one that I talked about, the senior that hasn't played a whole lot but is athletic and, and can help us there. So, once again, like I said, I'm almost embarrassed to say it at an eight-man level is how much depth we have and, 
and how many options we have. Um, you know, tomorrow night we're going to actually do an inter-squad scrimmage, which not too many eight-man teams are doing an inter-squad scrimmage and have enough guys to, to put 16 guys on the field that we feel comfortable with scrimmaging against each other. Um, so, you know, we're going to – we've done a lot of mixing and matching this last week, two weeks, and just sort of putting kids in position to learn what they're going to do. And we're going to go out uh, tomorrow night and tape that scrimmage and, and you know, sort of see where, where kids are. And, and we were not even worried about putting the first team together until we – do we get that done? I mean, obviously, some kids have looked really good in practice, and, and we think that, you know, that they're going to be our first-teamers. But we have some spots that are really open by competition, and we'll just see how it goes tomorrow night. Yes, I'm really excited. But the, tell me about the schedule that you guys are, are going to play this year, maybe some uh, games you got circled that might give you some uh, competition. Well, I tell you what, our district's going to be tough. I mean, obviously, Southeast Warren here start with a playoff team, and, and it's good. Uh, you know, then we get then we get Springville. Uh, they've lost quite a bit. They're going to be a young team, uh, but they're always athletic. Uh, they'll be decent. HLV was down last year, but Kevin does a great job uh, at HLV and always has his kids ready. And you know, I think they'll be much improved from last year, so they'll be the stuff. We got uh, English Valley. Once again, they lost a lot also, but you know, they've been very solid the last four or five years. So, you know, I'm expecting a lot out of them. Um, Iowa Valley is scary. Uh, they have so much talent and they have, they have as many kids as we have. Uh, you know, they're, they're one of those that does have a lot of kids. I think they have 35, 36 kids out too. When I was talking to another coach, um, and they're athletic. So, uh, you know, Iowa Valley, we beat them at home here. And then two weeks later, they came down and just throttled the London team. That's really good. So, they're, they were sort of Jekyll and Hyde a little bit last year. Uh, but, you know, they got a lot of talent coming back. Uh, New London, you know, they just seem to reload. Uh, you know, anytime you got Blaze Porter on the field, it's 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 pretty good. They had a couple move-ins um, that that are going to help them, and you know, they're going to be they're going to be very solid. I'm sure I forget somebody. I mean, I know I'm leaving the last Winfield over there with Cam and Abram. Uh, you know, Scott's going to do a good job with them, have them ready to go. You know, they're our last or our second to last game of the year. And that's, that's going to be a big game at our place. I mean, that could be for a, a, a district title uh, if, if things go like they want it to go and we want it to go. And, you know, so there's just some, some teams out there. We got, we got Lone Tree in there also. Too. They got a new coach. Joe Donovan's coaching them this year. and He's had a lot of success. I've coached against he, Joe when he's he, at Montezuma. He, he used to live right across the street from me. He coached uh, Pekin. He, he coached at Montezuma. I coached against him. He coached at Pekin. I coached against him. He coached at Highland for a while. He, he took over their program uh, at, at Lone Tree this year. So yeah, he's, um, he's a good man on the football field. I'll tell you. Yep. He knows what he's doing. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good teams in our district. So we're going to be ready to come to play every week. And, you know, and I'm hoping our style of, of being physical and, and not turning the ball over and, and playing defense will, will work again this year. Well, uh, we've been talking to coach Edeker who's involved in this, uh, statewide interest, uh, uh, double header, eight-man showcase in uh, Martinsdale on uh, Saturday the 20th, which coming right up. Uh, and he's got it. Sounds like you got your team ready, Coach. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Oh, I don't think so. I just I just ramble about my guys. They, no. I always have fun coaching them, and they do a great job. And it's, it's fun. I think you really did a great job of covering it in detail. And uh, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm even uh, – 
more excited now than I was when I was talking to Scotty Melvin, but he was basically saying everything that you're saying. Uh, he knows your team inside and out, and he's he's super high on on it. And uh, th- we'll see you up there in uh, up there in Martinsdale. As Round Guy Radio will be there to cover that uh, that both both ends of that doubleheader. So thanks for being with us, Coach. Super. Thanks for having me, and thanks for covering us. All right, we'll, we'll get back with you throughout the year. So we'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye. Yep. Bye.